This is Blake 7 in Character, the podcast that travels at Standard by 5 to seek out elements from the classic TV show. We'll be taking a look at the one-off characters, and occasionally the not-so-one-offs. Who they are, what we think, the actor's backstory, and anything else that occurs to us as we waffle away. So, stand by to teleport, for this is going to be spoiler-heavy, so it's advisable that you watch the story first. Are you wearing your cape, Ian? My little tiny cape? Yeah, I was going to say, have you got your cape on? But that would be a crap joke from you. So are you wearing your cape? <laughs> uh, I'm not wearing my cape at the moment, no. no I should have. F- false eyelashes? I got my eyelashes on, yes. I made them out of old cat fur. You know what? I thought I can't heal this morning. Did you? I just realised what you said. <laughs> um, no, I, I was walking along a, a corridor this morning and I, and I thought, is that caterpillar on the floor? And it wasn't. It was a huge, great false eyelash. And it's like, oh, it... me, Nick, I'm talking about Carnell tonight and there's a false yeah. eyelash on the floor. You're being followed by the psycho strategists. Yes, yeah. Have a look around, see if somebody's yeah. in a cape following me. Hmm. Hmm. All right. Well, yes, we're talking about Carnell. Um, yes, we're going to show our Carnell knowledge. Carnell. <laughs> I was going to say that later. Oh, sorry. Oh, dare you. sorry, I've ruined your joke. <laughs> you have. You have. Um, we're recording this. Uh, usually we record on yeah. a Sunday, but we're recording on a Monday. And a Monday evening. It's wrong, isn't it? It's wrong. It doesn't feel right. It's not Sunday at three. No. It's, it, it, it's, it's Monday at seven. And today's the 1st of April. Actually, that um, was Blake's seven time, wasn't it? Monday at seven. Or roundabout then, wasn't it? Maybe we should do our recordings Mondays at seven. Well, yeah. But then I'm usually knackered by about seven. Yeah, I'm usually um, in bed by seven. Yeah, I could do a recording from my bed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, don't go there. Um, no. no, 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 no. What I was going to say is, uh, yeah, today's the first of April. It is, um, yes. Yeah, um, Coza. We've already talked about Coza, haven't we? And that, we have and indeed, that was yes. that was two days and a, a year ago. It was the thirtieth yeah. of March last year. And it was episode two of this show. Wow. I, mm. so I remember doing that one. I really enjoyed that one. Um, yeah. I think we're God, starting to hit our two, stride yeah. with Koza. I, 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 yes. I, I think the Dev Tarrant was sort of like a test one, wasn't it? And we didn't really... Yeah, it was just to see if it if the format would work and we yeah. would have enough. Because we were worried we'd have enough to like fill 20 minutes or whatever, mm. wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and yeah, I mean, he wasn't in it much and he was quite no. a, uh, a, a, a very... Um, well, not boring character, but there wasn't an no, awful no, lot to say. Yeah. Whereas Koza was far more flamboyant and more indicative of, you know, uh, the characters that we respond to in yes. um, in Blake Seven, and, and 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 I think that was good. Having Koza as our second ever character, that's when we started uh, settling in and relaxing and, and enjoying yes, it a bit was, more. And, wasn't and it? there was there was a lot more meat to talk, the story to talk about, wasn't there? Because it's it's sort of it. It was the. I mean, the, yeah. It was the sort of the beginning of the, the the, the themes behind Blake Seven that we started to talk mm, about. There wasn't. Mm. I, th- I remember episode one. We talked mainly about car parks. I seem to remember. We did. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, but I remember when we did that episode, we said, "I oh, will come back at a later stage. Yes, and we'll talk yeah. about Carnell." And uh, and we skipped over all the Carnell bits, didn't we? We did. Yes. So now we've come back to to find him. Yeah. A year and two days later, we return. Hey, we see our promises. They're cast iron, aren't they? 
Yes, yes, cast iron, yes. Um, and uh, much like I, I was saying um, on, on previous episodes, these two-part stories, you know, if you want to hear the rest of our opinion on the story Weapon, um, um, seek out episode two, Koza, uh, to find out what we thought about the rest of it. Yeah, it'd be interesting if we ever do one where we completely contradict ourselves in the second part. Mm. You know, an episode we didn't like or did like, and then we don't, you know, a year later we watch the rest of it and go, oh. Mm. Mm. But of course, we're coming back to this story, uh, Weapon, for a third time when we finally do our Travis Mark II yes, that's episode. True, yeah. Seeing it's his very first episode, old Brian, isn't it? It is, yes. I, um, I, I thoroughly enjoyed his performance in this, I know. A few people uh, are not great fans of his uh, his rather funny Travis, but yeah, I I remember the first time I watched this on VHS, and I too was shocked. It's like you go from Stephen Grief, and it's like, mm-hmm. wow. <laughs> uh, so, but yeah, it, I I enjoy it. I think there's nuances <clears throat> to his performance that that are very clever. Yeah, and, and but we will hold them off. We will, yes. uh, for, yeah, for, for the Travis episode because I was thinking that I watched the whole uh, yeah. story and um, it's like oh, oh, oh. But no, we're going to hold off and uh, and wait for that. Okay. Yes, yes. We're talking about the uh, <coughs> the Earthsats Mentat today. If you say so. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to start our uh, discussion um, just past Travis. Travis has just yep. had a meeting with Serverland. And uh, Travis has said he's got four planets being watched, uh, one of which Koza must have gone to. And uh, so she breaks uh, contact with him over her little black and white telly that she's got there. And uh, when she's gone, she lets in our character, Carnell, doesn't she? Supreme Commander. It's going wrong, Carnell. Wrong? Mom, I'm mortified by your lack of confidence. If I lose Koza and his invention, mortified is exactly what you'll be. I realize that. So long as you do. A brilliant psychostrategist like me. Come now, Supreme Commander. How would I not? Carnell. Yes, Supreme Commander. You miscalculated Koza's breakdown. He went a little sooner, that's all. The rest will be on schedule. You'll get him back. And when you do... No one will realize you've got it. Because everyone else involved will either be dead or running away. Except you. Should I be nervous? Oh, you're the strategist. You tell me. Zen's best guess is that he's here. Offers? Let's go and get him. Gung-ho. You go and get him. We're already too close to the security zone for my taste. Jenna? If we know he's there, chances are Federation security know it too. 
Zen may have been wrong. In which case, going there would be safe, but pointless. Now, that I wouldn't object to. Be quiet, Villa. Why ask my opinion in the first place? Actually, nobody did. That's the last time I stand up for you. Avon. I think we should go and get him. Always assuming that he is there and Federation security are not. Gung Ho? We do not know what Imipak is. Exactly. The least we've got to do is find out what it does. Why have we? I can live without it. It's just conceivable that you can't. Unless, of course, you want your last words to be, so that's Imipak. I think my brain must be furring up. Imipak might be something they can use against us, Villa. Only if it can run faster than we can. Jenna, set a course for that planet. I already have. Zen, put the battle computers online. Confirmed. Full range on the detectors. Constant scan. Absolutely. Right. Let's see what we're going to do when we get there. Yes, Travis? We found his ship. It looks to have crashed and blown up. Wait. Carnell? It's a ruse. He landed first, then blew up the ship. Leaving himself no means of escape. Guilt. Symbolic suicide. What? It fits his personality. Checkmate. Six times in a row I've beaten it. It's supposed to be the best chess computer available. Cost me a fortune. I don't suppose you'd care to discuss my fee at this particular point, would you? No. Oh. Why are you so certain he isn't dead? He's too good a pilot to have lost control that close to the ground. You don't know how close to the ground he was. They identified the remains of the ship. If he lost it in the descent from primary orbit, there'd be nothing left to find, let alone identify. Therefore, he was close and slow when it happened. Therefore, it didn't happen. You're very plausible. I'm very good, Supreme Commander, believe me. I've taken everyone and everything into consideration. It's all as predictable as that very expensive chess machine. She does. Um, he's, uh, he, he creates uh, an impression from it's quite an entrance. scene one. Yeah. Quite yeah. an entrance. I mean... He, he's clo- right here we go his clothing right to me it looks like he's stepped off the set of flash gordon yes it's very um space opera-ish isn't it it's, space in opera. fact normal opera i think he would fit into you know one of uh, wagner's operas i would imagine mm, it is, oh, yeah, it, it, yeah. it's very big isn't it i mean in f- it, yeah in fact his whole performance is is, is sort of operatic in that mm. isn't it it's not he's not bombastic like you know, Brian, we were talking about last week, and that it's it's a very measured, very um, restrained performance, but it's also it's quite theatrical as well. It's very theatrical yeah. for um, for season two, yes. Although not as theatrical as Koza's outfit, um, it looks quite plain compared to what Koza was wearing. Yes, Again, well, I, I, I think I think anyone would be hard pushed to uh, to out flamboyant Skoza yes they? yeah yeah it, he looks positively plain compared yes, to Koza's yes, outfit yeah but it, but he's wearing a cape you don't see capes no. very often in Blake 7 do you no um you don't you're right because because capes generally only appear in a couple of types of programs isn't it it's like you've got a 
uh, like a Game of Thrones style, where everyone seems to wear a cape, you've got a period drama, or you've got sci-fi. Sci-fi does like the cape, but we don't mm. get many in Blake Seven, and and you don't get many mm. in um, in like Star Wars either. You know, a big space well, fantasy. You've got Landau Calrissian's yeah, got a he, like mini cape. Yeah, he rocks a, a cool cape, doesn't he? Not many yeah. people look good in a cape, but and you've got Lando Darth Vader does. in a cape. Yes, um, and my character Grindon, who I you know uh, yep. troop. Has, has got a cape, but yeah. Luke yeah. had a poncho. Yeah, poncho's not cool though. Yeah. Well, I don't know. You can't. You can't be unhappy while wearing a poncho. That, so. That, so so often you you come out with a little statement that <laughs> is like it's just so bizarre. You do want it on a t-shirt. You, know? <laughs> you can't be unhappy in a poncho. You know that's a great saying. Yeah, so, yeah, he's wearing a cape, he's dressed all in black, he's got all this, like, gold trim everywhere, he's got very Star Wars jack boots on as yes. well, and when he makes his appearance in this doorway, when he comes round slowly and appears, his belt buckle from a distance looks an awful lot like a skull and crossbones as well. Yeah, which I suppose makes sense. I, don't, I mean, I wasn't looking that closely at his groinal area to notice his oh, belt I buckle, was. But, but, you know, <laughs> he stood there, right? Um if it is, it reminds me of the um, Michelin web sketch where they play Nazis and realise they're the bad guys because of their hat <laughs> badges. Um, it would sort of fit, wouldn't it, Skull and Crossbones, for what he's doing? Yeah, yeah. It is It is all very... Mm, it, yeah, yeah, it is space fantasy. It's almost an anime style. It's like Captain Harlock or something like that, yes. you know, what he's wearing. And it is a bit odd sat there in season two like this. You could you get away with it very easily in season four or season three. Yes. Oh, season four, it'd be positively restrained. Mm. Um, I suppose. I mean, again, when I when when I was a sort of a young lad watching these, and then a, a teenager, teenagerish when they released on VHS, I um, I didn't like the outlandish stuff like this. I thought it was quite silly the costumes. Oh, but sorry, sorry, and you yeah, broke up sorry. a bit then. Oh, sorry. I was just saying that when I first watched it, and when I was a sort of a, a teenager watching it. Um, I didn't really like the silly costumes, but I rather like them now. I, I, there's no reason why what you think of at that time as being sensible and sort of militaristic and that would carry on to the future. It, mm. I mean, mm. it's the same as like um, Fifth Element, which I think has got amazing costume design, which on the face of it appears silly, but why shouldn't it? You know what I mean? Mm. It, why? I mean, mm. look at some of the fashions we've got now or, or have been through. Mm. To see that, uh, yeah, silliness is not a precursor to not wearing something, is it? Mm. Also, I mean, we're going to be discussing this shortly, but, you know, uh, Carnell's character, you do get the impression he's an egotist. So oh, this outfit, um, yeah. you know, suits his character. You know, why why shouldn't he dress like this, you know? They, they seem to be held in some awe, aren't they? Yes. These puppeteers, which we'll be talking about soon. Yeah, and I think I think we we mentioned in the, the first time we spoke about this episode that there's very much a, a Dune-ish feel mm. to this episode. And uh, right through, I mean, uh, like I said, you know, the, the weaponsmiths, the... You know the um, the Benny Jesuit styled mm. uh, clone masters, and right down and Carno is definitely a, a mentat, you know, mm. a human computer, and that in June everyone people would have stylized forms of dress depending on their what they did, what they cast. I think it's sort of fed through to this. Mm. Um, mm. But I, yeah, I like. I, I wonder if all the uh, psycho strategists wear. Or just <laughs> whether, him. Yeah, well, yeah, it could be just him. He might just like capes. Yeah, 
And and Scott Fredericks, the actor, he he is very yes. understated. He, he's in a flamboyant outfit, but he's not acting flamboyant. And no, he he's a good actor. I like him. He he, he generally did um, like Sweeney style stuff where he was the the tough mm. villain, you know, mm. a well-spoken villain. But he was also, of course, in... Um, you were going to say Dad's Darwin. Army. Oh, oh I, well, I thought yeah, he was yeah. going to say Dad's yeah. Army first. Oh. No, he was he, he was very, in Imogen of Fendal, Doctor Who story, and he's very good in that. Mm. Mm. You know, he's got, he's got a menace to him, but he's also incredibly polite. Yes, yes. And we have said before, haven't we, you know, you don't have to be shouty to be menacing. No. Um, he reminds me very much in this conversation he's just about to have with Servalan of Joban, where both of them are smiling at yes. each other, but they are on their defensives and there are there are threats being bandied back amongst the pleasantries, aren't there? Yes, there. And I love this. I mean, I, I love this that it's almost it's almost uh, like uh, a court life you know, like Henry VIII sort of style time where where phrases were almost weapons. Mm. And it, it, again, filters very much through June where there's certain ways to say things and, and the, uh, something said slightly differently could be a terrible insult. And I think, I like this, yeah, I think he's very precise because of what he does. He's very precise. So his threats, and they're not really threats, but his, his what he's saying is very precise, mm. you know, mm. pin laser sharp accuracy um and it it heightens it and makes him seem so sinister to the point where what i like colin baker used to say this where he would guest star on a show but he would always act as if it was his show Mm. that no one's told him that he's only a guest star and i think uh scott fredericks is the same he plays this as if it's the carnell show Mm. and he's the center of attention and he's the main focus Mm. and it's it's brilliant i think it's really he does i'd love to have seen him carry on Mm. you know Imagine him as a recurring, not even a villain, but someone that's playing both sides against each mm. other. Well, we've said that about Jopan. Yeah. We said yeah. that about Rontaine. You know, it's, it's so a shame many great they didn't characters. Yeah, that they they sort of they didn't waste them, but they just yeah. That, well, perhaps they did. They threw them away on one episode. Mm. I like the way when he comes in, Serverland's like looking out her window at the pea bulbs. And yeah. He's lo- yeah, make sure one of them hasn't gone out. Yeah. <laughs> he's looking around the room. He's kind of like suspicious yeah. before he sits down, as if he's looking for, I don't know, somebody with a garrotting wire yeah. hidden behind the curtains or something in case, well, I, you know, this is yeah. his exit. But I think he's so, he's so, everything he does is so, you know, sort of playing the, the odds. And he's, so he's looking for everything because everything is important to him. It's a bit, a bit like um, in uh, Pulp Fiction, the fixer character. Mm. Um I can't, I've forgotten the actor's name, but very you know, well-known actor, really good actor. And so he's he's on the phone to someone, and he's he's asking very pertinent questions and writing down everything. And he want he wants to know what was that person wearing? Oh, it's Harvey Keitel. Harvey Keitel, that's yeah, it. Yeah. Yes, I can't remember the actor's name. Really good actor. And and you you think why is he asking this? But everything is how can you how can you say how can you calculate what to do if you haven't got all the information and Mm. Carnell's the same. So when he comes in, I think he's, yeah, he's seeing whether there's a, 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 another way out, whether there's Mm. anyone else in the room, whether, Mm. yeah, it's very clever. And and again, a lot of actors perhaps would have just come in and said the lines. He's, he's, he is this character, isn't he? Yes. Very much so. Very much so. And of course he, Serverland's just about to threaten him. He can't yes. threaten her with anything, but except for the fact he's got information on Koza. That's what he can yeah. threaten her with. He won't cooperate. He won't give her the information. Um, yeah, he's he's not... 
he's not threatening as far as that he can do her harm, but he's threatening not to help her. Not and give that's her how, what she wants. Yeah, that's how valuable his help is. And boy, doesn't he know threat, it. Not, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's very clever. Yeah, because she tells him things are starting to go wrong. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's rather smug there, sat there, and he's smugly smiling, and, and he says, oh, well, you know, I'm mortified by your uh, lack of confidence in me. Yes. And, and, and she's smiling back. It's all very flirty, isn't it? Serverland's being a flirt, and he's flirting right back at her, isn't it? Well, he's, yeah, he's almost a, a, a male Serverland, isn't he? Mm. He's, he's, he's acting in the same way that Serverland acts to people. Mm. You know, like, a, a, you know, a, almost a, like a, a cobra <laughs> smiling at you, isn't it? It's wait, waiting for that pounce. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. Do cobras pounce? I don't know. <laughs> They do something, don't they? They bite. There's, there, there's another uh, slogan for a t-shirt. Do do cobras <laughs> do bounce? Cobras bounce. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Just get a t-shirt factory going. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I could work in a cracker factory, couldn't I? Making cracker slogan phrases. factory. Yeah, yeah, slogans, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, he's he's really good in that. He is a match for Servlan right up till the very end, when because his knowledge is no longer accurate. His worth's gone, isn't it? It's yes. so it's so well done. And he knows that, and he's out. Yeah, there. oh yeah, he he's calculated <laughs> that. He's legged it. Yeah, he's not like that idiot. Um, um, uh, what, what? Who was he? Uh, lights, you know. Yeah. Who thinks he can actually yeah. parlay with her and uh, yeah, yeah, win her over. He can uh, reason no. with her face to face. Nope, <laughs> dagger in the neck. Yeah, because he's he, he's a brilliant. That was his words. He's a brilliant yeah. psycho strategist. Yes. This is another um, sci-fi uh, trope, isn't it? Where, I mean, you, you get it occasionally in, in action films and that. And it's one of those plots where it requires everyone to do exactly a certain thing that isn't particularly likely that they would do it. Um, and if any one element is done differently, the the villain's plan would collapse. Yes. Um, and it work, It only works in a fiction... In real life, of course... It, this is nonsense. People mm. don't. You you can you can broadly judge how a group of people will behave, but mm. you can't judge how an individual will behave because there's yeah. too many variables. People are idiots, you know. And you don't. You can't have all the information. And no, I mean, that's what's going to bear out here. Yeah. I mean, Star Wars did exactly the same thing. I, I don't know if you're aware of a a, a character called Grand Admiral Thrawn. Oh, is he the guy that had the cat round his neck? Yes, and he had a yeah. he, he had blue skin, and he was yes, in the books yeah. and the uh, yeah, Sh- Shadow Shadow was it Shadows of the no, Empire? No, Heir to I'm the not, Empire. Heir to the Empire. I yeah. remember the comic. I they did a comic book version of it. So yeah, and, and he came back. That. He came yeah. back in the uh, Star Wars Rebels animated oh, right. show. Never and, seen that. Never yeah, seen and that. there's been speculation. You know, Richard E. Grant is going to be in yeah. uh, the next Star Wars film that he could be Thrawn, but he's not. But he's the same sort of thing. He predicts what somebody's going to. Do yeah. and and what a person will do by this is even more uh, stretching it by uh, by studying their interests in art. Uh, yeah, I would, what I would like to. Is. Yeah, I would like to see that in operation. <laughs> yes, you can get round that because he is yeah. an alien. I mean, Carnell's true, not yeah. an alien. Yeah, no, he's just a regular human psycho strategist. Yes. and uh, the flirting continues because you know Serverland's come across and she's stroking him. As she's walking past, her outfit she's wearing that 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 thing up her arm. I thought it was chicken wire at first, but it's not, is it? But it looks an awful no, lot like chicken wire she's got yeah. up her arms. I, th- I think that would be a bit a bit uncomfortable for mm. for uh, 
Jacqueline Pierce to wear if it was chicken wire. But uh, I, imagine, I, I, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it was made from. No, no, it's a nice outfit though. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, she she says that he's um, you, you know getting things wrong, and he just says he's miscalculated the timing of Coza's breakdown. Yes. He 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 had predicted the breakdown, but it's just the timing that's a bit off. And he says everything is going to go to plan, right? So we've got to fast forward after this little scene um, to where Travis is telling Serverlan that they found Coza's crashed spaceship. Yes, Travis. We found his ship. It looks to have crashed and blown up. Wait. Carnell. It's a ruse. He landed first, then blew up the ship. Leaving himself no means of escape. Guilt. Symbolic suicide. What? It fits his personality. Checkmate. Six times in a row I've beaten it. Supposed to be the best chess computer available. Cost me a fortune. I don't suppose you'd care to discuss my fee at this particular point, would you? No. Oh. Why are you so certain he isn't dead? He's too good a pilot to have lost control that close to the ground. You don't know how close to the ground he was. They identified the remains of the ship. If he lost it in the descent from primary orbit, there'd be nothing left to find, let alone identify. Therefore, he was close and slow when it happened. Therefore, it didn't happen. You're very plausible. I'm very good, Supreme Commander, believe me. I've taken everyone and everything into consideration. It's all as predictable as... That very expensive chess machine. And he says they, it's They found Coza's uh, stock footage explosion. Stock yeah. footage of the Ford Cortina spaceship, yeah. yes, yeah. Um, and he says it's all a ruse um, and that Coza's uh, uh, committing symb- symbiotic, symbiotic suicide. He's faking yes. his, own, his own That's death. That's another t shirt slogan, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I love this bit because as he's doing this, he's playing what he then calls the best chess computer available. Yes, which looks crappy probably looked crappy even then it does, it is shocking isn't it yeah. it's shockingly crude and very brown you can tell that's from the 70s uh, yes. because it's brown it says he, he, it's the best one available and it cost him a fortune yeah I, I i worry about that i suppose this is where it it's difficult to predict how the future will go in it but i imagine i mean we know that uh, electronics in the sort of late 70s were hideously expensive, so mm. they've extrapolated that in it that it must get more expensive rather than yeah, it gets cheap and throw away. Yeah, nobody really thought that at the time. I no. mean, I can remember being at school, uh, somebody in my class uh, actually buying a, a calculator, and yeah. and we're all like crowded round it and wanting to have a go because <laughs> yeah. they and were about you... like fifty pounds, sixty pounds, yeah. something like and that. And then when you realise it can say boobies upside down, that's just and oil. Thing. It can yeah, say oil, oil. Yeah. yeah. And hello. That's madness. Um, yeah, I mean, anything electronics was was very expensive uh, mm. in the mm. 70s. So I suppose, yeah, it's, it's, it's difficult for them to... It's a bit like with... Everyone thought weaponry would get bigger and bigger and bigger, mm. didn't they? And it doesn't. Mm. It gets smaller and smaller and smaller. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it is... The, occasionally in Blake 7, it will have a, a scene like this, won't it, where they'll say something so 
outrageously wrong yes <laughs> that you're you're sort of pulled out of the program for a moment and that's yes. one of them uh, it and yeah, definitely you, is. yeah you're right that that weird brown color is like that seemed to have died in the 70s didn't it you don't see stuff it like died with the 70s yeah. yes yeah like telephones used to be that sort of oh, yes. horrible brown didn't they the seven, the 70s were orange and brown basically yes, weren't they? Yeah, yes yeah. yeah do you remember yeah. you remember like brown cars you used to get yes. brown like I used to have Austin one. Allegro's uh, and what, what did I, I? I think it was an Avenger. A Avenger. Avenger. Oh, Hillman Avenger. I used to have a Hillman Avenger. Yeah, yeah, and it was brown. Yes, yes. Isn't it weird, yeah. Or With all cream, cream brown inside. Or yeah, 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 yeah. Brown yeah. and cream. Yeah. Brown and cream. <laughs> I was driving around in a cup of coffee. Yes. Yeah, that was the set. That's the, yeah. Everyone thinks the seventies is so flamboyant. No, it's brown and cream. No, I mean, I mean, ITV Four at the moment they're showing a lot of the Sweeney, yeah. and uh, oh god, it is. It it just looks grubby the color palette is just grubby yeah. and weirdly that people seem to have lumpier faces back then they did they? they did everyone had lumps <laughs> yeah right, right. Well, let, let, let's get back to blake seven and not yes john yeah. thor's lumpy face yeah um, john thor's lumpy face yeah all the while um carnell's playing on his very expensive chess computer he, he's coming across very sherlock holmes yes because he well, said they, yeah you're right they, i was i was sort of going to mention that earlier that that he, the way he's i mean he'd probably make a really good sherlock holmes but the way he's doing it and it's it's what sherlock holmes would say was deductive reasoning mm. but it wasn't it was more just guessing and luckily the uh it was fiction so he was right all the time mm. you know and the, yeah this is very much the the, the sherlock holmes method mm. which when you i mean i'm a, I'm a huge holmes fan i love conan doyle's books but when you stop to think about them it's absolute nonsense mm, mm. and this is this is the same that it's amazing his plan lasted as long as it did but he has got a point a good point here because he says mm. koza is too good a pilot uh to yeah. have lost control so near yeah, the ground not, yeah he's not he's not tarrant is he yes he, can, <laughs> no, he, he, can he should have, no he can't just say oh he's not tarrant yeah. um but uh yeah yeah they rem, they found the remains of the ship which, yes. according to Carnell, meant that it was low to the ground and going slow, and uh, Koza's too good a pilot to lose control, so therefore um, he must have landed it and then blown the ship up, which is exactly what he did do. Yes. But, of course, in real life, even good pilots crash. Mm. So mm. it's sort of, you know, even that point is uh, he's wrong on in real life. Luckily, but we, he's when not we do wrong. Blake 7, we don't have to live in real life. No, 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 no. I, th I think that's why yeah. we go to it, you know. Yeah. Yeah, everything that's going on out there right now. Uh, get, get, give me uh, Blake 7 every time. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's more believable than real life. Even season four, yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he boasts here, he boasts that he's taken everything and everyone into consideration, which, yes. of course, we know he hasn't because he hasn't, we've already, yeah. already seen the lovely Rochelle, haven't, haven't we? Yeah, because he mentions, doesn't he, that, that uh, him being alone will, will push his psychosis. So we as the audience are already one step ahead, which is, a, I like that. I, lo I love stories where the audience is ahead of the characters. Mm. I know a lot of people don't like that style of storytelling. I, I really do. No, I do. You, f you feel a little bit smug, don't you? Like, ah, you Especially so when clever. the person who's yeah. wrong is being smug, because yes, he's being very definitely. smug here, and we know he's wrong. He tells Servalan that, uh, you know, Koza is completely mad and shouldn't be alone. And we know, yeah. I mean, most likely he is mad, but he's not alone. And this is going to be the undoing of Carnell, isn't it? Yes, yeah, his, his entire estimation of what uh, what will happen is undone because of 
that he's got he's got a friend basically yes or as close as he's ever going to get to a friend mm, mm. so we're going to fast forward again to the next carnell yeah. scene and uh carnell uh, we don't see him at first we have a lackey come in don't we yes yeah supreme commander Almost the only thing I never find boring. Contemplating the infinite. Is there something I can do for you? I was to report to the Supreme Commander, sir. Too late, I fear. She's already on her way. To what, do I hear you ask? No, sir. Excellent. It was a trick question. Always remember, the officer corps will forgive anything it can understand. Which makes intelligence about the only sin. Have I your leave to go, sir? What did you want to see the Supreme Commander about? Or am I being indiscreet? I have a report for her. It's confidential. From an official psychostrategist. You're a puppeteer? Do they still call us that? I never really felt that did me justice. Oh, my apologies, sir. I meant no offence. I was offensive. Why shouldn't you be? Sir? Give me the report. Do you play chess? A little, sir. Take it. It's yours. Thank you, sir. A small return for saving my life. But then it's all I own. You have my leave to go now. And the other mistake I made was not getting an advance on my fee. This this lackey comes in, um, and then Carnell uh, just appears and says uh, how she's gone to this planet, and. Um, and he asks the lackey why he's there, doesn't he? Yes. And um, and Car- Car- Carnell was flirting uh, quite playfully with Serverland, and he's doing it again yeah. with this lackey. And, and and I've seen that this was a conscious choice of Scott Fredericks. He wanted to play it f- in a flirtatious manner to get the lackey to hand over the report. Yeah, which I think is it's it's quite a nice way to play it, really. Um, because this this is his entire everything about Carnell's life is based on gathering intelligence mm. and being nice to people. They tend to give you more, you know, information than if you're Travis like. Yes, he's he's utterly yeah. charming. I he mean, is. I he's mean, lovely, Travis yeah. Mark Two or even Travis Mark One might yeah. might, might bark at the lackey and the lackey will hand over the report. Do you yeah. know who I am? He's doing it, but he's doing yeah. it in a charming way. Yeah, but if. Travis would have barked an order and may not have got the information he wanted, in which case he would have been killed by Serverland. Mm. So, yeah, it's I quite like the fact that by being nice, it saves Carnell's life. It, it, it does, because he says mm. to the lackey, doesn't he? He said, uh, you can't deny me. I'm an official psycho strategist. Yeah. And that's when the lackey says, you're a puppeteer. Yeah. And, but I, and... I quite like that he doesn't, he's not using it as a, sort of a badge of rank to say you you know to threaten him or anything mm. it's he's he almost reluctant it's almost like he's because his 
his charm hasn't quite got there. He's almost reluctant to say what he does, you know, to say that yes. yeah, I'm I'm actually he very, almost very got it without person. having to say it, yeah. didn't he? And and and, yeah. he, and he, I don't think he would have told him. No, I uh, don't think uh, so he would have. Yeah, I think he's quite. He, I think he's quite um, uh, sort of rueful that he has to tell him that. Mm, mm. And I like his reaction. His yeah. uh, oh dear, are they still? Are they still calling us that? So there you go. Yeah. He, he he is the, the you know this special human being that's above the rest. Yeah, because the are lackey does sort of crap us? himself on this, doesn't he? Yes. Sort of, yeah, he realizes who he's with. And I can you imagine if? <clears throat> pardon me. Can you imagine if like these this style of person was was real you would you would be terrified because everything you say or do would give away your entire life yes. story yes you know it would be like speaking to sherlock holmes wouldn't it they would be able to tell what everything about you by the way you move or the way you talk mm. so i think yeah again really nicely played that this guy's in awe but also terrified. Yeah, and which is why of, he hands uh, the report over because yeah. really he wants to get yeah. out of there, doesn't he? Yeah, he what he wants out of there straight away. Yeah, uh, we, we haven't mentioned this is Chris Boucher, isn't it? It's a Chris Boucher yes. script, so this is why it's oh, so I darn can't good. You tell, yeah, oh can't yes, you tell. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, Carnell, he he has a flick through it, and then yes. he says to the lackey, "Do you play chess?" And uh, and gives him the, uh, the the very expensive chess machine, yes. doesn't he? Um, as uh, as a small gift for saving his life. Yeah, which is not again a really nice touch. Hmm. I mean, it, you know, Carnell's got no use for it now, um, but it's it's a nice touch that he feels that he should reward this. Yes. You know this guy that's who, who uh, has saved just his saved life. his life. Yeah. If, if if the guy didn't give him that report, Carnell wouldn't know what's in the report, i.e., Rochelle's existence, and he wouldn't yeah. know that his game was up. I presumably he would stay in that office until Serverland came back, minus Imipac, and uh, and and he, that that would have been the end of him. Yeah, it's it's a shame we never saw any more of this the puppet masters because they they remind me very much of um, Babylon Five Psychor. Mm, oh, that, that oh, yeah. that's a good comparison. Yeah, because you had fear there, didn't you? People were scared exactly, of them. Yeah. yeah, they they were manipulating all the uh, the polit- behind the scenes politically, and people were terrified to be in the company of them because I mean, in that case, they they could literally read your mind or influence you. Um, and yeah, it's very. He's almost. He's not quite as best. You know, Bester played by Walter. Yes, Kaney. Walter Kaney, Yeah, yeah. It, it's not. He's not quite there. But they're similar characters. Mm. They both got very bouffant hair. <laughs> Although um, Carnell Walter, has Walter better... doesn't got the eyelashes. No, I was going to say he's got better eyelashes, hasn't he, Carnell? Oh boy, does he! Yes, yes. Almost guy liner. Yeah. Do you, isn't he? Yeah. Do you think Serverland might have used puppeteers to to go up to president? To, to yeah, I think so. She, she I I like I like to think that they were using these puppeteers, sort of throughout season one. Mm. Um, it would certainly make sense that that it would explain why, other than the hero exemption card, it would explain why, like Travis, continually knows what Blake's doing mm. and what Blake's. I don't think Travis would use them. I think he would see no. them as, I mean, he would hate them on sight. But I think Serverland would 
would definitely and then feed that to Travis. Tra- Travis would see that all as sneaky and underhand, yeah. yes, whereas, yeah. you know, he's a, he's an army man. He's a trooper, isn't he? You know, yeah, um, he, he, he'll he kill you, but he'll want to kill you facing you. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And say no behind name. the scenes shenanigans. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. It's, yeah. You're right. It's all, it would be seen as unsporting, wouldn't yes. it? To, yeah. To use these people. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, we've got to fast forward again right to the very end, the very yeah. last scene. He's not of, in it a lot, story. is he? But he's he, not. he dominates. Uh, yeah, well, I'm, and, and a, a, a lot of it is to do with Chris Boucher's script, but a lot of yes. it is to do with the actor as well. Yes, you know? he is really good. He is excellent. Yeah, we go to the very, very, very last scene. Serverland's back at her HQ, you know, she hasn't got Imipak, and, uh, and she finds out that Carnell was gone, but he's left a message. Gone? Uh, yes. He left a confidential message for you, Supreme Commander. It's on Channel 12. Welcome back, Supreme Commander. I apologize for not being here in person to greet you, but I think you'll appreciate my reasons. I overlooked the girl. Well, no, to be fair to myself, your people overlooked her. I know she was only a bondsley, but they should have realized she was gone rather sooner than they did. I might have adapted the strategy. Ah, well, even a genius can make mistakes. Look at it this way, Supreme Commander. You haven't lost anything. Whereas I, well, I've lost my career, my position, the respect of my peers. Come to think of it, I haven't lost much either. On the subject of losers... Be careful of Travis. The catharsis he got by killing that first clone will have worn off by now. He's as mad as ever he was. But then, aren't we all? One last thing, Supreme Commander. I must tell you this. You are undoubtedly the sexiest officer I have ever known. Goodbye, Servalan. And uh, that's where we see this little recording of yes. Carnell. Uh, I've said before, he was an egotist. Here we go. He refuses to believe that it was his fault. Um, yeah. The classic mistake of uh, uh, the egotist, isn't it? That you can't... That, that's what I, I liked as well, is that he was so so good at seeing how others will behave, but couldn't see his own flaws. Mm, mm. Which, again, is very, very um, Holmesian, isn't it? Oh, very so, much so. Yeah. yeah, because he does. He, he says a very yeah. Holmes thing. He says he should have been told that the girl was yeah. missing. And and even a genius can make mistakes. He admits. Yeah. Um, well, it's it again. It's that mentat style thing of that they're human computers, and with computers, it's you know garbage in, garbage out. And it mm. he wasn't given all the facts, mm. therefore his calculation was off. Yep. And he's quite right. He's right. Oh yeah, yeah no. he's quite right. Yeah. That Servalan will still stab you in the neck because of it. But yeah, yeah. Well, he's on the run now. He's done a runner, hasn't yes. he? And uh, his last words to Servalan is to beware of Travis. Um, he's as mad as he ever was, and yeah. also that she's the sexiest officer he's ever known. I I sort of agree with him in both of those. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like the way that Serverland smiles and you know plays yeah. with her plastic flower. Um, what do you think happened to him? I don't know. I, wouldn't it have been great if he'd have gone to look Sir Chuck Blake and offer his services to to Blake? He might have gone to Avalon. Even, yeah. He might have gone off Avalon, and yeah. been off with Avalon or something. He would yeah. switch sides just like, yeah. I mean, if a thug oh, yeah. like Shrinker 
can see the writing on the wall yeah. and shrink, uh, uh, swap sides when it suits. <coughs> Someone like Carnell would have. He would have sided with the people in power at every turn, wouldn't he? So Yes, because people like, <coughs> like Excuse me. Shrinker, Carnell, a lot of the art people we meet, there's no ideology involved. They're just following people above them or you know they're mercenaries and and that's always the trouble is that if if you're not ideologically motivated to act in a certain way you can swap sides like i don't think travis really ever thought he was betraying the federation i think he he was because ideologically he's still a fascist Mm. he thought but he was he was betraying serverland it just unfortunately took the rest of the universe yeah, down yeah, with him. Yeah. Um and I, I I don't I think Serverland's the same. She hasn't got an ideology, has she? No. She mentions a few times that that she wants order and that, you know, strength through unity and things like that. But I don't think she believes it. She just wants power. Yeah. Yeah. No. So it's 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 nice I like this because it's I mean I, I like Star Wars for what it is, um, but you you've no other than he's being evil you don't know why the emperor's doing what he, i mean it can't be a good job to do you know to do what he does mm. but but with this you understand why serverland's doing it. you understand why uh travis is doing it it's um yeah chris boucher he's uh he's a clever man but in, in very much so mm. yes all right well we're going to behind the scenes before uh we go into behind the scenes i'll just uh say a little shout out to uh our friend on facebook megan cassidy um, because as I started our recording, I just let uh, people on Facebook know that we were talking about uh, old Carnell, and she likes it. So, hello, Megan. Hello, hello Megan. This is very meta, isn't it? It is all very meta. Yeah. <laughs> we should do a live <laughs> live recording. Well, actually, it is a live recording. We're not, we're not it is, dead Well, yet. it's live for yeah. us, isn't it? Yeah, it is. We might yeah, have to look into this. We might have to look yeah. into the, do, doing this as some sort of like wrapping up of the show. Actually, do a a, a live streaming yeah. on Facebook. We could do a call in show, except we haven't got any call in lines. Yeah, it could, it could be a question and answer thing where you, yeah. you you know type in a thing and and we read it and answer it. I mean, that's yeah, that's quite a good idea that that people can submit questions and we'll answer them. It can be about anything. Oh, do you think I should ask mm. Megan now? Yeah, ask her a question. I'm Go going on. to ask her something. Yeah. This might make my computer crash because I've never, yeah. I've never tried any doing this. Hang on a second. Right, I'm going to. Uh... This, this is experimental podcast. Oh, this is very this is. meta now, isn't it? Hey. Right. What, what, what should I ask? Uh, I, I, I have no idea. Um, uh, ask her what. Ask her what she likes about Carnell, or, and then we'll, we'll say it on the podcast yes what do you think of car now there we go see if we if we if we plan this ahead we could not actually have to make anything up we just read other people's thoughts (laughs) and we don't have an opinion yeah yeah yeah, we just yeah we just read out other ones all right well what what she might not reply i mean um australia's quite a number of hours ahead of britain isn't it i don't know i thought he was going to say it's quite a way away it's like (laughs) i don't think that matters on the internet does it yeah nice one all right well let's talk about behind the scenes i'll let you know if 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 an answer pops up okay all right behind the scenes then this chess set that we were talking about this, uh, yes. Was was it expensive? Is it, it in an Argos catalogue? No, somewhere? no, it was real, and it was a top of the range. 
mm-hmm. portable chess computer, and it was it was called a Chess Challenger One from Fidelity oh. Electronics. Do you know what the uh, cost was at the time? I don't know what the cost is, but I've just had another idea, and I'm I'm going to do it right now. I'm just going to look on eBay. Yeah, right, let's have a look on eBay. <laughs> Seller, Carnell One. <laughs> no, it would be the Lackey, wouldn't it? Oh, no, it would be Lackey, yeah. Lackey One, one Lackey. Yeah. All right, I'm, I'm going to put in chess. Again, sorry about this. We did this last week, live um, yeah. researching. Chess Challenger One. Can you imagine telling people, what's your podcast about? Well, we look at things on eBay. <laughs> Anyone want to make a cheeky bid? We'll put it on for you. <laughs> Hang on, I'm just typing it in. Go. Is there anything? Oh, there we are. Vintage chess channel. Oh, that's a chess challenger seven. Okay. Oh, see, this could, you could sell this as a prop. Yeah. I don't think there's a one. There's a. Um, there's definitely a seven. Um, which is uh, you know, Blake seven. It's got to mean something. Well, there are. Oh no, that one looks kind of. Oh, that I think that's it. I think I found is it. it. Horrible brown. It is horrible brown. Um, hey. and it comes in a brown travel case as well. Oh wow! Oh, I'm gonna have to put that on Facebook. Um, yeah, take a take a, snap, a screenshot of it. Uh, yeah, eighty-five pounds. What? See, it was expensive then. He it's was right. Expensive. He was right. Yeah, <laughs> I take it all back. They did. Uh, they did predict the future. Indeed. Yeah. Oh, blimey. It's still, however bad it looks, though, it's still better than the Clutes electronic chess. Yeah, or, or Space Monopoly, which we're going to yeah. be talking about next oh, week. Dear. Um, but I was thinking, if they were quite cheap, you you could buy that up, and you've got a genuine Blake Seven prop, then, haven't yeah. you? As yeah. used by Carnell. Yeah, you could uh, you could probably um, sell that. Mm. Mm. Now, Carnell. Okay, before we get on to Scott Scott Fredericks, Carnell. When we did our uh, special episode, which was a crossover between uh, this show and uh, no, no, it was just the special, wasn't? It? When we talked about the robots of death. Oh, right, yes, it was oh, just, uh, yeah, the one. I know, and then we did the model-making part of it, for effectively speaking, didn't we? Yeah. But we talked there, about there that Chris Boucher had reused Carnell in Corpse Marker. Yes, yeah, um, the audio adventure. The audio, was it prequel or sequel to The Robots of Death, Doctor Who's Robots of Death? I'm I can't sure. remember. Sure. But, yeah, Carnell, according to Chris Boucher, survived, yeah. presuming, unless it was set before this story... Um, but Carnell continued. Carnell was alive in this Doctor Who Blake Seven crossover type way, played by uh, Scott Fredericks. Yes, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. He came back to to do Carnell when they did the uh, the big finish uh, or the audio a- adaptation. Yeah, Scott oh, Fredericks came back to drag do that it. out. Have a look. Yes, yeah. Um, so yeah, you, you mentioned when we first got started about you know other roles that Scott has been yeah. in. Um, yeah, he was in Dad's Army. He, he was like a Nazi photographer or something, wasn't he? Oh right. Yeah. Oh, in uh, the fi- yes, you're right. He was in the film version. Yes, um, yes. He was one of the photographers that uh, take over the church at the end. That's it. It was a really good scene, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, very small genre tally. Um, he's memorable, but he hasn't been in an awful yeah. lot. Uh, genre tally of only four. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. I was expecting a lot more, but I suppose he may, like, say, I know a, a lot of this stuff from, like, detective things. Mm, mm, yeah. Um, yeah, you said, yeah, Doctor Who's image of the Fendal, where he was Maximilian yep. Stahl. Um, yeah. Um, really good. Yeah, he was also in another Doctor Who. He was in Day of the Daleks, where he played Boaz. Oh, he was Bo- Boaz. Yeah. yeah, you're right. I'd forgotten him in that. How can you forget those eyelashes? I know. Yeah. Oh. 
And then the other two was Blake Seven and uh, in From Beyond the Grave. Um, oh, I've not seen that one. No, I've, I've seen it, um, but not for is a that, long Oh, is it the film, not a TV show? No, 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 it's, it's, it's that anthology. Oh, uh, yes, yeah, a while ago. Yeah, he, I, I don't remember him in it, but, but his role no. is Man at Seance. Oh, yeah, so probably not a memorable No, no. Part. So he, he only got a genre tally of four and a, a, a who tally of two. Right. That's pretty good. Not many people come back twice in here. No, not at all. So that's that bit. Um, back a year and two days ago when we did uh, Koza, we hadn't thought up the was it worth it section. No, that's true. So so now we've got to think about was it worth it, this one. Now I've got to think, I, What? Mm. How, how did, <laughs> I've got to think now, how did Blake get involved in this? Oh, that, so yeah, they, no, they, no, they were going to go on the weapons. No, 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 they were going to go on the weapons development base, weren't they? Blake yeah, was going to attack who, the weapons development yeah, base. And Villa said, who would, who would be idiot enough to uh, attack a weapons base? Hmm. And Avon went, exactly. Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so I, think, I think it wasn't worth it for anyone, because Serverland, at, at best, she lost a valuable asset um, in, uh, in the Puppet Master, um, they didn't really get anything out of it, did they? Yeah, but, but, mm. hang on. Let, let, if Blake hadn't arrived on that planet, the clone yeah. Blake would have still gone there. Yes. Rochelle would have still met the clone Blake. It's irrelevant whether Blake and Gan and Avon teleported down. They didn't influence Rochelle. Yeah. So, so the end of the story would have been exactly the same. So, no, there was no point. Blake didn't really get anything out of it at all, did he? No, I, I don't think they got anything and you're right blake's part in this could have been cut out completely mm. and it wouldn't really have affected the story mm. Mm. that in fact that would have been brilliant if it, they did all this planning and everything and then blake didn't turn up because he was off somewhere else mm. yeah that would be quite a good story yeah I think. yeah 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 all right we'll call that a no then shall we yeah i think it's a no all right okay there's a lot of no's aren't there? there's a lot of uh what Blake was doing wasn't really worth much. No, no. Wait until the final tally up in, in episode yeah. 100. You'll find out just whether Blake's um, crusade was actually yeah. worth it or not. Yeah. Okay. Well, we, we've sort of said today is uh, like space opera. Next week's uh, episode is going to be total space fantasy because we're going to the dawn of the gods, aren't we? We are. And we're yes. going to talk yeah, about the Tharn. Is... I think it'll be an interesting one. We like Cali episodes. We do. I, we do. I don't remember much about this one other than a very sort of space 1999 alien. And I, my abiding memory is just they've raided the dressing up box again. Yes. The, the, yeah. the, the, the and, awful choice of outfits. Yeah. And I seem to remember that they couldn't afford any sets, so it's just they've turned the lights off. Turned the lights off for the exterior yeah. of the... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, and you've got the uh, the Doctor No uh, vehicle with oh with, yes yeah with the the, uh, the flamethrower thing with the flamethrower yes yeah. yes so yeah yeah that's what we're doing next time folks okay so join us for that um, Megan hasn't replied okay oh. so bad luck Megan bad luck Megan when this comes out Megan just let us know if you hadn't haven't done it already uh, let us know on the Facebook page if you like Carnell and what you liked about him yes what? probably his eyelashes yeah I've got to go and take mine off now. Yeah, the, um, the one on the right is seriously drooping. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. Thank you, everybody out there. See you all next time. Bye-bye, Ian. Thanks, Ian. Bye. Bye.